Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Dear Former In-Laws. This is your host, N.R. Georgette Inwick. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I hope you're doing okay. Just so you know, this episode is sponsored by my book called I Am Confident, available on Amazon. It is a children's book, a children's anti-bullying book. Please get yourself one, buy one for someone, change a life. I'm excited to be here, y'all. How are you doing? I've been pretty consistent. Somebody better give me my kudos, give me my flowers, give me my accolades, give me my trophy. I am so thrilled. So you people, beautiful people, let's just jump right into it. You can hear the birds chirping in the background. I'm excited about my next move today. I have to meet with a network today and I'm really excited about it. And it just helps me feel like Things are moving in the direction in which they're supposed to be moving. For those of you who I've never really acknowledged, who are perhaps going on a divorce or a breakup journey, thank you for tuning into this channel. If you listen to anything in this podcast or the series of podcasts that I offer that you feel could benefit someone, please forward this to them. Share the podcast. Don't be stingy. Don't be stingy. All right, let's get into it. Today's podcast is going to be about signs that you should pay attention to to determine if you are working with a inefficient boss. I really want to say a coward, a cowardly leader. In this post-divorce journey of mine, oh, of mine, one of the things that I experienced are a series of people who are in leadership positions who I realize in hindsight and looking back that I'd be remiss if I didn't share that there were certain traits that a cowardly leader exhibited. And not just for me to expose them, so to speak, but for us to pay attention to when we are in toxic environments. If you are someone who is self-actualized or someone who is working on being a better person, doing better than you were doing before, trying to learn from your mistakes, trying to move on into being a person that's in the realm of personal development in an ongoing, on an ongoing basis, it's important for you to pay attention to these things because <laughs> a lot of your growth could be stifled by people who are not for you. So what type of leadership am I talking about? Courageous leadership for me, and I don't really want to go by dictionary definitions. I'm just kind of talking off of the top of my head. Someone who's deliberate and proactive about leadership. They are fair. They're just. They say what needs to be said in a kind way. And just as the name implies, they're not cowards about doing certain things. So they don't engage in backstabbing or sabotaging. And if you're someone who's in a leader, if you are someone who is in a leadership position and you hear any of these things that I mentioned and you have no intention to change them, shame on you. And while you might think there are no direct consequences to you, I believe that karma is real. And if it doesn't participate, if it doesn't happen directly to you, it will happen to yours, someone you care about, someone that you love. And that's just the way it is, as simple as that. And if you're hearing this and you think, wow, that's a trait that I exhibit that I really didn't think consciously of, or I didn't take the time to quote unquote fix in myself, and you're open to doing that, do that. Do that because you're called to a, p- a position of leadership, not because you're smart, not because you out negotiated somebody else, but because the universe is giving you a chance to be a better person and to do right by people and to serve people in a way that elevates you. And it can be a win-win situation. I believe that a lot of 
cowardly leaders don't understand that it doesn't have to be a lose-lose situation. I've spoken to many people in leadership positions who assume that people just hate them for the sake of hating them. There are reasons why people are walking around bitter, broken, or disenfranchised, or, 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 or just not excited about life, or, or are clear about what your role in their life would be. Maybe they have had a bad experience with leaderships in the past, leadership in the past. So perhaps you could be that person who is not stereotypical. Something to think about. I think that one thing that you can find in a leadership who is a coward is someone who actually avoids work. They don't want to do work. They go to places. I'll just give a brief example of each and every of these type of examples, but or this, this list. They may go to a work space and avoid actually doing work. They are, what do they call it? Lollygagging, not paying attention to detail, not paying attention to details. They don't follow through. I remember having to work in a space where one of the managers was constantly telling people what he would do about a case, but in essence was always avoiding doing that. He was such a people pleaser and anything that he did involved telling people, yeah, I'm going to do this, I'll do that, but he never he never did. That's cowardly leadership to me. A leader who is afraid to discipline people, who's afraid to tell people that they are wrong or they need to be corrected because again, they may be having they may have people pleasing tendencies. In along those same lines is someone who disciplines in a way that's meant to destroy the self-esteem of another. Have you ever had those type of people? They say, I'm going to discipline this person in a way that's going to make them suffer. My friend Cecily will remember, just like it was yesterday, we had a wicked boss who I thank goodness for my ability to, to heal on this journey. But she really tried to break us down. She was particularly vile in trying to punish us for things that other people did. And she made that so clear. So she was unfair and unjust. That's a type of leadership to pay attention to. If it serves you, understand that you're in a toxic environment and act accordingly. There are some types of leaders who hide behind their bosses. They'll say things like, it's not me that wants to do this. It's management. It's the company. That's why I'm doing X, Y, Z. So the employee or the subordinate is not clear about what's happening because the manager or supervisor or leader in question is trying to absolve themselves of the responsibility of being direct about why XYZ is supposed to be happening. I think that's it's unfortunate when a person is, when a leader is afraid to face the subordinate with why certain things need to get done, but hide behind the company is doing this. And if the company is, is indeed doing something, then that's different. But be deliberate about how you show up. Because at the end of the day, it's not the, quote, system. There are people behind system, right? It's not the economy. There are people behind the economy. So we are all people people, right? Something I think about. I don't know. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Oh, one of my... What would I even say at this point? One of the more deeper concerns of mine when it comes to leadership is a leader who is who won't grow or they just simply won't change. They are in the business of blaming everybody. They're in a place where they do not, they don't appear to have to grow because everybody around them is already in their eyes, mediocre. So they see themselves as excellent. They don't think there's any room for growth in their part. And there are dire consequences because if you don't grow in your work life, do you think you're growing outside of work? 
When you see that you are unable to maintain peace at the workplace because you are unable to grow as a person, do you think that you're going to limit that to the workplace? I submit to you that should you not grow at the workplace, you will not grow outside of the workplace and you will not grow in the relationships that you have with other people. But if you're working with someone who is directly over you or in in leadership and you find that that person is constantly in the business of not growing or they won't change, their mantra is, I'm not trying to hear that or it's not like that or you can't tell me anything. Listen, (laughs) beware, just beware. It brings to mind the fact that if you have someone who will not change, someone who hides behind power, someone who doesn't uh, discipline fairly, who won't listen to other people, etc., you're talking about somebody who is an inauthentic person at best. This type of person will never give you credit. Because they're so hung up on what you did before. Those type of leaders who feel you've wronged them in some capacity and their whole existence is made up of, I'm going to see how I can spite you. I'm going to see how I can hurt your feelings. How do you grow in that space? I remember I had a leader. I don't know why I'm using the word leader so liberally, but I had a a supervisor and um, she, I paused because I was thinking, I can't wait to be in a position to be able to mention her name. I'm not going to do it on this podcast, but yo, these type of people are fascinating to me. Well, behind the scenes, she decided that I was doing so well in the job that she was sabotaging in, fr- you know, in front of us. She was doing so much to demean me and put me down. And at the same time, I was going through a divorce. So I was very, very gullible. I was so, I had such low self-esteem. I was afraid to lose my job. I mean, that could never happen today, right? Just dealing with that type of abuse. But because I was doing so well at the job that she was trying to sabotage me, the company was recognizing me, the owner was recognizing me, I was getting a lot of accolades. Her next step was to sabotage me behind the scenes, which meant that I was in the business of reaching out to students or to people who I had to talk to from a lead list. And she had access to the lead list and she would constantly put leads in my online Rolodex, so to speak. And my job would be to call them. Well, what she started to do, you guys, is that she stopped my lead rotation, meaning she stopped my ability to get new leads for me to call to make the company's work happen. When, but I had no idea. So with whatever, quote, little leads I was getting, I was still outperforming everybody else. And let me pause here and tell you, if something is for you, if there's something you're supposed to be doing and you're doing your best, the way the universe will reward you is monumental. There is nothing anybody can do to stop it. And I was not aware. And that's when I started to understand the magic of who I was as a person. And sometimes I would have friends that would remind me. And sometimes I'd have to remind myself. And sometimes you have to be unapologetic in your gift to know that, listen, I have what it takes to succeed, excuse me, under every circumstance, even when my, quote, enemies are sabotaging what I'm doing. That somebody would take it upon themselves to stop your lead rotation did not stop me from outperforming everybody else. And I wasn't even aware. There are leaders like that. They will not, they will do everything that they can to subject you to shame or to try to ridicule you or to to 
prohibit you from succeeding by trying to do something technology-wise to sabotage your success. They pride themselves in being petty. I remember watching in a job that I had not too long ago, one of the people that I worked with that I thought was my friend at the time was telling me, do you think I'm so harsh with XYZ person? And I would say, yeah, you kind of are. And she was doing things that she could do to frustrate the, the particular staff member and just in general staff members. And I remember thinking, if she did this with these other people, she's surely going to do this with me. It's just a matter of time. And it's true. When you're rolling with someone and they're telling you on a regular basis, you know, some, some people think I'm the boss's pet. I'm the boss's favorite. And they do that to maybe hold on to the job or to feel close to the boss so that they wouldn't lose their job. If you find yourself behind the scenes collaborating by way of gossip, backbiting, backstabbing your colleagues with a boss who is being petty, you are not a favored one. It's just a matter of time. And again, that comes with karma. Be warned. Be careful. Adjust yourself to these situations. Please, I don't believe that there's any job that is worth sacrificing your, your peace of mind to this degree where you are engaging with someone who is evil or someone who is being unkind to people or someone who's even... It could cost the company a whole lot. I remember when I escalated the... To the to management, the person who was being so unkind to me at the the, the a couple of years ago in the job that I had, without skipping a beat, they fired her on the spot because they knew, they knew this could cost us immensely, and I was not in a litigious mood, so I just wanted peace of mind, and they let her go. These people cost the company. Not only do inefficient workers cost the company, poor leaders cost the company. But I think that for your peace of mind, for someone like me who put up with that for a necessary amount of time, it's something that I'm paying attention to, not just in, in workspaces that I create or that I collaborate with, but also in friendships and in relationships. Who are you engaging with? Are you engaging with people who are petty, people who don't follow through, people who are afraid to discipline, people who will not listen, who, people who think so highly of themselves that they cannot say thank you or I'm sorry what are you around? What are you surrounding yourself with? While we talk about this as being a leadership thing, many of us have these traits as well. We should always be, in my opinion, in the process of checking in with ourselves, be able to reflect to see what is it costing us? Are we really happy people? And not this disingenuous happy that we create for ourselves thinking, I'll just go rollerblading and I'll go to the beach. I'll go to the movies. I will go on a date and this makes me happy. Are you genuinely happy living a fulfilled life as it was meant to be? Are you collaborating with small petty people trying to make it mean something for yourself? You tell me. Let's talk about it. Hey, I'm on Instagram at Dear Former In-Laws. Join me there. Reach out to me. What would you like me to talk about? And if, 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 if this podcast has helped you in any way, please don't forget to share it. Send it in a way of text message. Post it on your platform. Let me know. I look forward to hearing from you. And remember what I always say. It is up to you to make it a great day. Thank you for listening. And oh, don't forget, please go to Amazon buy my book. It's a children's anti-bullying book. It's a great book, great illustrations. And I look forward to hearing your thoughts on it as well. Thank you for listening.